Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward to starting in Colossians chapter 2 today. We did... I'm counting. I'm looking at my screen. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight broadcast in Colossians chapter number one. So if you miss those, uh, maybe you can go back and hear them archived on the KNVBC app or website. I'm not sure. But anyway, we're going to start with a, a new broadcast in chapter two. What we're doing is we're not going necessarily just verse by verse, but we are going down verses by verses. And uh, we're pulling some things out we can apply to our life, explaining some statements that Paul has made here under inspiration of God. And I believe uh, this will be a very helpful, profitable time. Anytime you open the Bible, it's profitable. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Amen. Let me remind you about Help for Today. If you haven't visited our website, help the number for today.org. Helpfortoday.org. This is a free website, free resource put together by the church staff and faculty of the college here, and uh, we want that to be available to you and want you to be a part of it. <clears throat> if you'll go to the website, helpfortoday.org, you can peruse the archives, the database of articles. They're all uh, categorized by topics there. But also, if you'll subscribe, all you do is type your email in, hit subscribe when the box pops up and prompts you to do that. It's free. Don't worry. It is free. All you do is type your email in, hit subscribe, and these articles will be coming to your email inbox every single day. Now, the good thing about this is people look for devotional material. I get that asked of me at least once a week on the radio or by email or text. Somebody is looking for devotional material, and this can serve as that. The email comes to me about six in the morning when I'm reading my Bible before I come into the church office, and uh, I'll use that. I'll read my Bible, and then I'll check my email. I'll get the Help for Today article, I'll read the article, and God always uses those articles to be a help and blessing to my life. You could say the same thing. All you have to do is subscribe, and it'll come right to your email inbox. All right, today, <clears throat> Colossians chapter 2, and we'll read verse number 1 and go from there. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea. Now, Paul is revealing or attempting to reveal his heart that he has for the Colossians. Now, you're listening to me, and you're a church member. You're not a pastor. You're not a preacher. I don't know that you'll ever fully understand the burden, the love, the thoughts constantly that a preacher, a pastor, a servant of God has for the people he serves. The closest thing I guess I could give to match that feeling would be a parent for their children. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way, but you think about them. You sometimes feel like I want for them more than they want for themselves, you know? And that's just how Paul's here. He's got a conflict, his heart. He wants to be with the 
Colossians, but not just the Colossians, those in Laodicea. Now, Paul is talking about that same lukewarm church John wrote to, and so this time period, that would be very prevalent, prominent in Laodicea, this half-heartedness toward the things of God. And so you imagine how torn up, I about said tore up, that'd be West Virginia English, how torn up Paul would be for these people. I mean, he doesn't want them to live lukewarm. In fact, Jesus reveals those kind of Christians. He wants them to be spewing out of his mouth. He'd rather you be cold all the way out or all the way in, not straddling the fence, lukewarm. And he said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. So Paul's saying, I, I long to be there with you. I know you've not seen my face in the flesh. I've not been able to give you a, a handshake or a, a warm hug in fellowship. I've not been there to preach to you in person, and I want to be there. I wish I could be there. In verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love. Man, every preacher desires that. I want my heart knit to my people. I want their heart knit to me, and I want their hearts knit to each other. Oh, how blessed it is when brethren dwell together in unity, when a church is together in harmony, and there's that fellowship there, that knitting together, uh, that knitting so tight that nothing of this world, nothing of life can intrude and mess with that, that harmony, that unity. Unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, he writes, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Watch this. You've got to watch what people say. There's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there. I'm talking about spiritual snake oil salesmen. They can talk silver-tongued words, and they're enticing you. The devil's a master at that. Go back and read what he did in the Garden of Eden. He's a salesman, no doubt about it. For though I be absent in the flesh, he says, verse 5, yet am I with you in the Spirit. Always on his mind, in his heart. Watch this, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. I tell you what brings a preacher joy to watch his people just simply be faithful. I don't think, in fact, I'll say it, you cannot put a price tag on old-fashioned faithfulness. I'm talking about people who you don't have to question, you don't have to worry about, you don't have to wonder where they stand. They're just constant. They're consistent. They're always at it. They're faithful. Thank God for people that are faithful. Thank God for people that just stay with it. Thank God for people who are always at it. Hey, thank God for you who are faithful. I know you probably think, I wish I could do more for God. I wish that I was serving here, that, and the other, but I just... But thank God for folks who are always in their pew. You know, it it makes the pastor wonder. I always wonder when I see uh, people who are usually in church, but now they're not. They're, their spot's empty. Are they sick? Is there an accident? Hopefully they're not mad. Where are they? I tell you, it helps a preacher just to have good old-fashioned faithful people. And Paul said, I rejoice in the fact you've been steadfast. You're not bowing out, especially considering Laodicea. You're not buying into this new clergy system. You're not buying into this lukewarmness. You're not buying into false doctrine. You're not buying into worldliness. You're steadfast. You're unmovable. You're abounding in the work of the Lord. Your spirit, your joy, I mean, your faith in Christ, it's constant. Thank God for that. Verse 6, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, and here's the key, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. 
giving. What enables a man or a woman to stay faithful? Here it is. It's being rooted. It's being built up. It's being established in their faith. If you want to be steadfast, you've got to be established. If you want to be steadfast, you've got to be rooted. If you want to be steadfast, you have to be building up, built up in him. Christian maturity is the key to faithfulness. The reason so many folks have trouble with faithfulness is they're not growing in their faith. That's right. They've stagnated. They've plateaued. They're stuck in a rut. They're somewhere they've been for so long. They've never advanced spiritually. And they're babies in Christ. The saddest thing in the world is to see someone who's celebrating like a 20th, 30th, 40th spiritual birthday, yet they're three or four years old spiritually if you were to look at their growth. That ought not be the case. We need to be rooted. How do you get rooted? Bible study, prayer, Sunday school, faithfulness, tithing, obedience, following God, rooted, and built up. How do you get built up? Built up through encouragement, fellowship with other believers who are down the road further than you. I mean, studying the Bible, having someone teach you the Bible, Bible preaching, being in church, rain or shine, just being there, establishing the faith, knowing what you believe, not we, not waffling, not uh, wavering, not uh, going back and forth, to and fro, but being grounded in the faith. As you've been taught, abounding therein, with thanksgiving. That's the kind of Christian life that we're supposed to live, by the way, an abounding Christian life. Jesus said, I came to give life and that more what? Abundantly, abounding life, abundant life, great life, joyous life. I wouldn't want to live a miserable Christian life. No, if you want to live miserable, why even get saved? The world can provide that. Jesus gives joy right? Life and that more abundantly. I'm talking about victory. I'm talking about peace. I'm talking about fulfillment. I'm talking about a great way to live. There's no better life than the life of a Christian. I'd rather be an old-time Christian as long as it did anything I know. That's right. I'm happy in Jesus today. Sins that were many are all in the past. Thank God they've been forgiven and he holds me fast. I'm happy in Jesus today. Saved, 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 and happy on the way. That's how it ought to be. Now, here's what Paul's saying. Paul's saying, I want to be with you. I love you. I'm, I, I'm for you. You're on my mind. You're in my heart. Thank God for you. Here's my here's here, here's what gives me joy that you are steadfast in your faith. Why? You're rooted and built up. And I want you to keep building, keep maturing, keep growing in grace and abound therein with thanksgiving. Well, that's the first seven or eight, seven verses of Colossians chapter two. We'll come back next broadcast and continue our reading in this great chapter of the Bible. Until then, keep praying for revival. This has been Pastor Cooper. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.